0: Stream is up in five, four, three, two, and tonight on the Patient Patriot Podcast, we're podcast. We're gonna talk racism and people just out of their God-blessed mind. Yeah, man. Stick around. <laughs> And we're live, coming to you from an undisclosed location somewhere in Northeast Ohio. I'm Josh McClay, a.k.a. O'Malley of O'Malley's Adventure. That's Brian Weller, Two Tigers, tactical sport in the 1776 hat. And this is the yes. Patient Patriot Podcast. I want to thank everybody for joining, whether you are watching live or in post. The number to contact the show is 330-809-1924. Yemen. Yeah, or you can email us at patientpatriot at yahoo dot com and a real quick update we are on six different platforms now yes um so check that out if you aren't a member of anchor fm uh, download the app it's free <clears throat> check us out on there we're on
1: itunes i had a list of them anyways and everywhere oh, podcasts are up. propagated pretty much we are spreading like wildfire and the thing it
0: the thing is, if we get on five more, which I think there's a total of eleven, we get to do our own we get to do our own commercials, bro.
1: Oh sweet.
0: Yeah. So stay tuned. I can't
1: wait to endorse some things.
0: <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But uh
1: if you can't tell, man, I am highly caffeinated.
0: I'm a little bit more than highly caffeinated. Yeah, this know. is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so the first topic that uh Well, it's the whole topic, but the first story of the Mm -hmm. topic is we have a senator named Steve King from Iowa, Mm -hmm. and he makes the comment, and he he says he wonders how white nationalists and white supremacists became racist. I don't think they became. I think they were and always have been what an idiot and then he goes on to say in the report why did i sit down in classes teaching me about the merits of our history and our civilization so oh my gosh we we're going to give him the title of ass hat number 1 okay so ass hat number 2 <laughs> is in this clip right here Check it out. Requirement,
2: their primary requirement, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of network, be that they are capable of covering politics. For instance, if you're going to cover political campaigns, sports may not be the most qualified background. And that brings to the point of, if people want to get into these fields, regardless of color, I've chosen to cross different parts of the media world, done the work so that I'm qualified to be in each one. I never considered my (coughs) color the issue, I considered my qualifications the issue.
3: Well, David, you know, that, that's a whole nother long conversation about white privilege and things that you uh, have the privilege of doing that people of color don't have the privilege of. How do and I have the
2: privilege you- of white privilege?
3: David, by virtue of being a white male, you have white privilege. This whole long conversation—I don't have time to uh, get. It
2: Areva, I hate to break it to I you, to but you should have been better prepped. I'm black.
3: Okay, then I stand. See, you
2: went to white privilege. privilege. This is the falsehood in this. You went immediately with an assumption. Your people, obviously, or you didn't look. You're talking to a black man. They who started out in rock radio in Boston, who crossed the paths into hip hop, rebuilding one of the greatest black stations in America, and went on to work for Fox News, where I'm told apparently blacks aren't supposed to work, but yet you come with this assumption and you go to white privilege.
3: Give That's it, actually insulting. It is, and I apologize because my people gave me wrong information. They, they told well, me— The they whole white privilege
2: about. thing is David, insulting. David, can,
3: can I apologize and correct the record? I want to apologize. I was given wrong information about you, and I apologize. But based on my so color, my...
2: you were going to something that I was part of. And just to add to it, my family background is white, black, Indian, uh, Arawak, Irish— Scottish. I mean, it's so diverse. I'm like the UN when it comes to this. And this is part of the problem with driving a narrative around a construct like white privilege. Privilege is one thing where applied wealth, economy, uh, various social factors, but not necessarily determined by color of skin.
0: So there you have it. The interview apparently did not go the way one person planned, and the other person was completely shocked. Again, that that clip, that was done on the radio. Mm-hmm. They weren't sitting in person, obviously. There was, uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say with the first story, mm-hmm. that that's pure, well, both it's, of them are pure ignorance, but a different type. Mm-hmm
1: no the who what's the first guy's name because uh, to be honest i had not even king i hadn't even heard i've been off, off of uh um the internet for a few days as far as outrage culture and what's going on in politics uh i've been busy working out on the treadmill um and what i find is that the harder i'm working and exercising the less energy i have for this kind of nonsense <laughs> um so i didn't even know about the steve king story but uh hell in my mind, Stephen King's an author writes uh, horror fiction um <laughs> <laughs> so um here's the thing that guy's clearly a racist ass hat right so that that is racism right uh and the clip that you just showed that's not racism for the sake of racism that is cultural marxism, but they couch themselves in the same language, yep, and they end up driving the same behaviors and so You know i i did a live blurb uh, about five minutes ago on my own facebook where i profess to be an unadulterated racist or unalloyed which means pure uh, pure racist and um and so i did that as a provocation to draw some traffic onto the patient patriot podcast to discuss this very important issue and a few people tuned in specifically to find out why i am embracing my my racist ways. So one of the ways that I am racist is the fact that I consistently flash West Side, but that the problem with West Side is that it can be a, a it can also be uh, adopted by white supremacists to mean white power, maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or, or sometimes I'll say, okay, and apparently that with the W there, that also can be misunderstood to be white power. Now, there's some other behaviors I learned as I prepared for tonight's show that are now deemed racist. And and apparently I've engaged in a lot of them, so I have to talk about them, Josh, and uh, and confess that uh, apparently I am very racist. Um, One thing that um, I didn't know was racist, but apparently has been deemed so in 2017, is milk. I drink milk. I put milk in my coffee. And apparently milk because of its whiteness and because of uh its association with white power milk is now racist we are dividing food groups Hmm. by race so the fact that i drink milk is racist um the fact that i would advocate for three balanced meals a day is apparently racist and now if you think i'm crazy these are news stories that have popped up over the last two years um, this one right here, this was by Mother Jones. And I know some of these sources you're gonna say, okay, well they're kook leftist, you know, sources. Of course they're out of their damn mind. But it just goes to show how far this this cultural Marxism has driven the very important discussion and issue of race. Looks like we lost okay, a live stream. stream. Yeah, it's coming back up. All right. It goes to show how far this this very important topic has been pushed into nutland the fact that mother jones would say why you should stop eating bref- breakfast lunch and dinner is be- it's three advocating for three meals a day is a form of colonialism and racism based on european patterns wow yeah that's nut job but i i eat three meals a day sometimes more so apparently i'm really racist cuz i have more than three meals um you know some of these are from college weirdo college professors here in our country apparently math is racist and I use I use math, mental math. So apparently, racism is locked in my brain. Sometimes I actually have to use my calculator at work to to process some some numbers. And apparently, math is now racist. Uh, farmers markets, um, you know. And you think that I'm pulling this stuff out of my butt? I'm going to tell you: get on Google and do a search. Do a search for a list of things that are now racist. And you're going to find this kind of craziness on the internet. I've been to a farmers market, Josh. Uh, clearly, I am. A terrible, terrible racist.
0: Okay, so
1: wh- now, 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 hold on. That's not the end of them. Solar eclipses are now racist. Mm. and yeah, look it up, find it. Total solar eclipse. The fact that the path of that eclipse, where it's at its zenith or peak, mm-hmm. crosses mostly white places in America, means that the eclipse itself is racist. There are people actually out there saying this kind of craziness, and you wonder why I'm I'm up because, man, it pisses me off. Right. I'm gonna be honest, it pisses me off because. Here's the thing, man. Racism is a real problem. Yep. It is, and we can't ignore it and act like it's it's magically completely disappeared. It, it hasn't. Right. But here's the problem. Here's one of my I'm going to be honest and tell you one of my frustrations with Facebook, <clears throat> one of my pet peeves on social media. I have friends and family that will post, um, what Amber Alerts for kids that are five years. The the alert itself is five years old. And in many of these cases, they have been resolved, but people in a desire to make a difference will repost these. And what that does, you say, well, what's wrong with that? Well, it detracts energy and focus from the real cases that are still active and people that still need help. And when you get this kind of crazy, moronic, race baiting insanity, it takes away from real issues that we need to be talking about and so when you tell me that the the solar eclipse is racist um that's moronic but you know because i've observed an eclipse josh apparently i am supporting singing the song jingle bells or white christmas or saying that you're shopping on black friday those are all racist now Hmm. and so i'm like i said i'm a racist and i'm embracing it um (laughs) i could wearing hoop earrings there's actually somebody out there in on a college campus that's saying wearing hoop earrings, which my wife used to love back in the day, you know, Jody Watley made him popular in sure. our era. Right. Um, and that's what I call him. Jody Watley hoop earrings. That's a cultural, that's a form of cultural appropriation and therefore it's racist. Hmm. Um, if, if I grow dreads out, it's a form of cultural appropriation. I wish I want to grow dreads. My wife won't have it, but it's a form of racism apparently. And, and, and it's ignorant people that, 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 Posit this stuff out in the marketplace and try to push it and not realizing that in the case of maybe dreadlocks that that was also a uh a celtic thing it's right. a primitive thing it's not about race right. it's about it's about hunter gatherers not taking time to groom themselves and, and, and their hair locks up right. i mean it's not it has nothing to do with skin color i mean that's right. crazy and so yeah i could keep going dr seuss i mean dear god Now, Melania Trump sent some Dr. Seuss books to a Massachusetts elementary school, and they were soundly rejected by the school's library because uh, his illustrations are racist. Hmm. Now that doesn't... Now, here's the thing, though. Yeah, Dr. Seuss, uh, the the actual author, Theodore Seuss Geisel, had some inappropriate illustrations that weren't related to his Dr. Seuss books back in the day. He was part of a cultural movement that was unfortunately ignorant in some ways, right? but that doesn't detract from the good work that he did through his books. And so when you send a book to try to help literacy and the librarian rejects them because the author might've said something terrible 700 years ago, Um, we've got a problem in this culture. I'm not gonna keep going because this is just idiotic, but it just goes to show what has become the new norm in the conversation on race. And um, and like I said, apparently I've engaged in a lot of these. I drink milk, I eat three meals Mm -hmm. a day. I'm a racist.
0: It's amazing, you know, and there—it's almost like there's no reverse. It's—it's—it's—it's no. it's almost a, a situation where once we set a bar, there's there's no pulling it back and making it right. It just stays there.
1: Yes, and here's the problem with with focusing on this garbage is that the way the culture is is doing it. Many people know. For me, back in the day, hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt my own rant. But I got to bring my uh, Facebook back up to live so I can see your comments. In case anybody wants to engage me on my racist behavior. Um, anybody that knows me from back in the day knows that when I was 15 years old, I took my mom's Camaro out, and you know, so I had a nickname for about a year and a half of crash. You know, I, I took it out without a license, and uh, and went joyriding and uh, and totaled the car. And but here's what happened leading up to that wreck. Just a, and, and I promise this is a rabbit trail that comes back and has uh, importance to the discussion that we're talking about. I was going with a couple friends, driving down a back country road on, uh, it's actually Cherry slash Worcester, and um, I was doing probably, I'm going to say about 95 to 100 out by Sons of Herman. They're heading towards Tuslaw on Worcester Road, and uh, right past Sons of Herman, there's a, a pretty... At the time it seemed sharp and at that speeds, it is a sharp S turn. Now it's, I look back and go, well, this is actually a pretty mild road, but the speed was a complicating factor. As I started to come into this small little jog in the road, I heard the tires start to squeal and brake, brake traction. I mean, and I knew in my mind, even at 15 years old, that the correct action was to counter steer, right? and but having so little driving experience i overcorrected in my counter steer and spun the car and rolled it twice now, thankfully we all survived there was a heavy heavy price tag as far as consequences on my end but um the part that, that is relevant to this discussion is the fact that we overcorrect absolutely and that's what's happened in this damn culture concerning a very important issue of racism is that we have gone so far, it's almost like fourth wave feminism. Feminism rose up because women were oppressed. That's, there's no argument about that. But, and 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 feminism helps secure equal standing in large part for men and women in our country. It's a great thing. The problem is that when the major battles have disappeared now, then we focus on the ridiculous Absolutely. In the minutia of Mm -hmm. man spreading on a subway. That's a form of microaggression. I mean, are you kidding me? Are (laughs) you that stupid? (laughs) And the same thing happens with racism. Now that we've, we've stamped out the big forms, maybe not all of it. I mean, we all know it's still out there. There are still parts of institutional racism. There are. There are still cultural trends that we still need to address and deal with. But the problem is the the great big ones have been slayed. The big giants in the in the world of racism have been slayed. So we start focusing on the minutia, the fact that three meals a day is racist, or milk is racist, or white Christmas is racist, or Black Friday is racist. This is moronic, and it's an it's a it's an assault on intelligence. It's an assault on logic, and it's a, it's an assault on culture. And so, here's the thing: is that what happens, though, is like, you remember the the battle over the Confederate monuments down in the South? Yes. I've never lived in the South. Have you? Yep. Okay, you have. I have not. I have no skin in that game. I could care less if the capital of South Carolina decides to fly a Dixie flag or not. It has no impact on my life. But because people make such a big issue out of it, a normal clear thinking, mostly non-racist, guy like myself, gets sucked into this battle. And then my tendency is to to desire to overcorrect. Now, I've never owned a Dixie flag, a Confederate flag. I I understand it's a complex history behind this, that some people advocate that it's a flag about state rights and freedom. Some people advocate it's a sign of oppression. I get it. It's complex. I -hmm. understand that. I'm going to tell you that when all that kerfuffle started boiling up, I, I was tempted to go out and get a Dixie flag just because you get it's drawn into in. this right. cycle of insanity and you overcorrect. And then the overcorrection on, on, the, on, on the white male side or within Caucasian culture, the overcorrection is to dismiss racism as if it doesn't exist. And that's just as ignorant. And that's what King did. Right is to act like well, no, there's no racism, and so then this overcorrection by white folk that well, no, we've already dealt with that and it's no longer there fuels the flames of minority groups to say, no, it's still here, and this is it's many different forms, and we just keep it intensifies, man, right and so you know, I've been ranting for a while it just this issue frustrates me. Right. Because it, we need to deal with it in intelligent and real ways that are productive, not this stupid stuff.
0: And I, and I think uh, Dave Webb, the guy from the, uh, the interview, said it best. He did an interview this morning. There was no way for me to get the audio without getting dinged with a copyright infringement. Okay. So, but to paraphrase what he said, he said, you know, my skin is a group of cells mm-hmm. that make an organ. <coughs> he said, it's not a brain. Correct. It does not create thought. It mm-hmm. doesn't generate thought. It doesn't receive thought. So why would you judge my actions based on the color of my skin?
1: I know, and that's the problem. As we've gone past the dream, as we as we come close to the holiday weekend of celebrating Martin Luther King Jr., we, who advocated that we would judge people, or we would we would interact with people based on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. Right. And now we've gone 50 steps past that to where we only focus on the color of somebody's skin. We've gone to the to, to these ridiculous places forced and, and, and kind of coerced by cultural Marxism. And I tell you what, I know it's gonna sound like tinfoil hat stuff, but I am confident that this is propagated and pushed by the control masters at the top the puppet masters that want to keep us divided so they can keep raping us through taxes they can keep infringing on our rights destroying the bill of rights and constitution as they amass more and more power
0: well well, there's cause to have more government versus less
1: yeah well clearly yeah Yeah. we need to have a government mediator to determine Determine. what is right. right speech right and so what happens and you know i mentioned this i think the last time i was here i was listening to a great podcast about Hernando Cortez, the conquistador that uh, overthrew the Aztecs uh, in Mexico and Central America, and the idea that he used competing tribal groups against each other. It was very Machiavellian and what the British called the Great Game, or what we now are experiencing through cultural Marxism. The idea that you would pit competing groups together so that you can overlord on top of them and destroy all of them at the bottom. And uh, and I'm not having it, man. I'm not I'm not going to get sucked into overcorrecting on my side of this cultural divide. I'm not going to feed into this mess. Um, And and I would encourage, man, when you hear these stories, don't go out and start overreacting in your whiteness. You know, well, you know, you just got to be careful. Don't feed into this disgusting stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you racism. If we're talking scientific, this is an evolutionary drive. It is a form of tribalism. Tribalism kept us safe back in caveman days. Right. You know, people that look like me, people that sound like me are part of my tribe. Roughly 10 to 12 people in size, give or take. And people that don't look like me were the other and therefore might pose a risk or a threat. So some of these patterns are deeply ingrained. I get it. It's why we root for the Browns versus the Steelers, right? Right. It's why we root for Ohio State versus that team up north. And um, you notice I don't have a blue cup today because I took a stand. And if you don't know what that's about, go watch our last podcast. <laughs> but um, the, these, these drives are hardwired. But what happens is people above us hijack them and then turn straight versus gay, white versus black, left versus right in any, any of these dividing lines right young versus old and they use it as a wedge to destroy culture and progress i mean i want to see humanity go to the stars i want to see us develop these you know miracle cures and these advanced technologies that will allow us to transcend what we're currently experiencing but we can't do that if we're down in the weeds fighting over whether or not milk is racist
0: and that that The the whole food, I mean, I've seen things go too far, and then when you see things go that far, I mean, at some point, well, you get into situations now where the DNC won't fund the Women's March because the leader of the Women's March is a huge supporter of Louis Farrakhan. And it has some very strong anti-Semitic overtone sure so you, you can take things so far to where it's so ridiculous
3: that you're hurting your own th- th- cause that
0: th- that you start to eat your own yeah and i think we're and start- that
1: happens on all sides yes that's nice. Not- this this desire to interject racism where it's not right is only going to make things worse it doesn't it doesn't make the issue healthier and better and cause us to grow through it it actually entrenches all sides and makes it worse And so when you feed into this, whether you're right, left, male, female, old, young, black, white, or anything in between, when you feed into this cycle, you're making it worse. And so here's the thing. Here's on a personal level. Here's what I do. I don't feed into it. I don't embrace, you know, this whole white guilt mantra. I told Joshua off air earlier, the only time I've experienced white guilt is when I've eaten too many powdered donuts.
0: Have you ever eaten I, too many powdered donuts, bro? Uh,
1: yeah, I have. <laughs> you know, those boxes of the real cheap ones? Oh, yeah. That taste terrible and they turn into like a, a gut bomb. Like <laughs> in five minutes, it's like sweet on the tongue and sour in the tummy. Right. And uh, no, I'm just not going to feed into this, man. I'm not going to flog myself over white guilt or or quote unquote white privilege. I'm not. I am not getting sucked into these cultural trends uh, I'm going to embrace people, right? I'm going to embrace people. You know, I work with all kinds of people. You know, you go to a you see some, you see some characters, man, right. Young, old, black, white, mentally stable and unstable, all, all right. kinds of people, any, any kind of combination, any kind, <laughs> you know what? I treat them with respect. I'm right. going to work with them. Right. I don't have a problem with them. Right. And, um, and it's when we talk about this kind of stuff amongst ourselves and amongst those varying groups at work, um, we all kind of scratch our head and go, what is wrong with this culture? Because right. while right, r- while racism is out there and these dividing lines are out there, they're not nearly as big as we as, as the culture and the media tries to make them appear. Right. They're there, but we can fight them. We can overcome them, but not through this kind of crazy stuff. No. And uh, I think we will end on a lighter note. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it.
0: The White Rabbit, tends oh
1: geez, to, you're a racist.
0: Ten, tends to come up from time to time, right? I've had that White Rabbit since uh, I used to go over to a friend's house. We used to jam and whatnot. And I'm a big uh, Jefferson Airplane fan. Okay, okay. I like I like that song, mm-hmm. right? And the story goes that sometimes that white rabbit can take off running and you're going to chase it and you won't catch it. Mm. So for those of you that have experienced that before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a good desk ornament.
1: Well, and (laughs) and to be honest, you will have to explain what you mean off air to me because I have a feeling it might be related to something we don't want to talk about on air, but I will say this. All I'm going to say is no laws were broken. (laughs) We both lived pretty wild lives back in the day. So um, whether that's a, an obscure drug reference, I don't know, um, which I have a feeling it is. Or, you know, but it's still it's still appropriate, the idea that if, I've never been to a greyhound race, but I've watched horse races, right? Mm-hmm. I've watched dog races. On dog races, what do they send out? They send out that them? rabbit. They send out this, this cultural beacon, and and the media is doing that to us. They send it out there, and we all chase after it like we've lost our damn minds. Right. When we should be taking a deep breath and going, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue this stuff on the internet. I'm not gonna get sucked into it in the real world. I'm gonna treat my fellow man and woman um, with respect, considering the fact that they're made in God's image. And I'm not going to be a part of this crazy, ridiculous, dividing culture.
0: I'll, and I'll say it this way: I am not going to make drama around every political headline that there you appears. Go. I mean. That's the easiest way to get sucked into it. Yeah, man. Because let's face it, we live in a day and age, everything's politicized. Yeah, it is. So that's all I have. Um, Again, we're going to be up on, I I can't remember how long it takes to get verified on all the platforms, but we're on six right now. I believe the cap is 11. So once those come online, uh, you can listen to it full audio without having to... Cook through your data package on your cell phone, watching us talk, yeah, talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm because, looking
1: forward to that because I know a lot of, of people that have asked me personally, hey, when are you guys going to have an audio only stream of this? Because few people want to sit for an hour in front of a screen and watch, and be be a stuck, you know, a slave to it. Um, so being liberated that you can listen while you're at work or or kind of multitasking is going to be nice. So thank you for your hard work, Josh, on the technical side. Um, he's the one that, that holds all this stuff down and gets it done, so I appreciate it. Whoops. Yeah, that was an oops.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Oop. Reconnection successful. Hopefully it stays. Who knows? So there we go. Um, again, if you're still here, Ed, <laughs> make sure you tune in at, at uh, 8.30 because we're going to talk about Snowmageddon a little bit so it's coming be safe it's coming so if my day job don't get in the way sunday six o'clock i don't know if we'll both be here on the phone i think we will or something
1: what we don't know is what we're talking about yet
0: right that's that's the linchpin damn it (laughs) but that's all i got all right until next time stay sharp keep a tight shot group and rock on west side